Do you look at your mountain of goals and feel stuck? Or have you already achieved great things and yet you know there's still more? Then you've come to the right place. We're here to offer practical tools and tangible strategies to change your mindset. And challenge you to produce a life beyond the norm. I'm Nate. I'm Lara. Welcome to the Transcendence Podcast. Welcome back to the Cold-Blooded series. We're right in the middle of a series talking about cold-blooded animals and what we can learn from these cold-blooded animals. This is the heart. This is the core. This is the motivation behind my work ethic, behind my motivation, behind everything that I want to create. Um, this is what fuels me. And these are some key traits that I've used to implement to not only drive me further, uh, but keep me very consistent and keep pushing me harder and and helps me remember that I can create anything that I want to create as long as you work hard enough and as long as you stay on track. It's a really a mental shift and a perspective change on the way to look at life and the way to address life and the way to utilize the life that you have around you. And that leads into what we want to talk about today. Today, we're going to talk about the crocodile. And the crocodile is all about maximizing. See, the crocodile is the king of maximizing what it's naturally good at and the environment that it's in. So you see this come through when the crocodile goes to eat. So just like most animals, to grow stronger, to live longer, to survive longer, they have to eat. And they have to eat something of comparable size. And crocodiles can get pretty big. So in its environment, a crocodile normally eats, if you're looking at like an African crocodile, normally eats zebras, gazelle, wildebeest, a lot of animals that are a lot faster than them. See, most zebras and gazelle run anywhere from 40 to 60 miles an hour, where a crocodile can only go 15, a max of 20, 22 miles per hour, depending on what type of crocodile it is. But yet it still eats zebra and gazelle as its main source of food. This is because a crocodile is extremely intelligent on how to utilize its strengths and its environment. See, a crocodile knows it's never going to run down its prey on land. So what does it do? He utilizes his camouflage. He utilizes his ability to jump out of water. He utilizes his ability to close their jaws and hold a tight grip with their jaws. It utilizes its natural abilities to hide in the water wait until the gazelle or zebra enter the watering hole, a resource that it knows that it needs, and lunge out and use all of their strengths to capture their prey and to eat and to survive and to grow. This needs to be the way that we look at our environment. What is our goal? Their goal is to eat. And how can we utilize where we're at and what we already have and what we're already good at and become better at what we're good at to reach our goal or so we can eat? So it's broken down into two parts, really. You know, maximizing what you're good at, maximizing your strengths, and maximizing the environment around you and utilizing that to its fullest potential. So let's talk about the first one, knowing your strengths or maximizing your strengths. The first step to maximizing your strengths is you first need to know what you're good at. And some of these things may be things that you're kind of talented in or, or built for or, you know, have the general understanding, but you haven't practiced them enough to really make them a strength. So what you need to do is you need to find out what those are and then practice those things more. There's things that we're all naturally good at, just like the zebra and gazelle are naturally good at running and the crocodile's not. If the crocodile focused and dwelled on what he wasn't good at and tried to practice running and practice running and practice running, he's never going to eat. What he needs to do is to maximize his strength. So don't sit there and wish for what you're not. Just figure out what you are already good at and then double down on that. So when you find out your strengths, then you want to double down on your strengths. You want to find things that you can do in your environment or in your current workplace or in your marriage or in your friendships or in your friends, 
your circle of friends or in your church or community, you want to find the environments that you find yourself in. You want to find something that's going to amplify that strength, something that's going to bring value to that community, utilizing that strength, utilizing that talent. So what you want to do is you want to find your strengths, what you're good at, and you want to take all the environments that you find yourself in, maybe work, maybe your friendships, your relationship, your community you're in, church, you know, whatever Whatever group you're in or whatever environment you're in, you want to find things that allow you to amplify that skill set, amplify that strength, amplify that talent, where you can actually bring value to yourself, but also bring value to the people around you in that community. For example, some of my strengths, going back to the Strength Finders episode, are command or competitive or significance, where my goal and my mission in life is to make a significant impact, is to lead people. And yes, I'm extremely competitive. And you see that come through in the environments that I'm in because I know they're my strengths. So I'll create a fun competition, not one that's cutthroat and ruins friendships, but one that motivates people to do more, motivates people to have fun and motivates people to challenge each other. Or, you know, I'll take the lead on something where no one wants to take the lead because I know I can do it well. I know I can problem solve and I know I can put team members in the right place. Or another one's significance. I do things that I know will make an impact. I'm not going to just do something just to do it. My talent is doing things and knowing how much of an impact it can make and then maximizing that. One of my other strengths is a maximizer taking somebody that's good at something and making them great at it, taking something that's decent, but it's not fantastic and making it to that next level and making it fantastic. I try to do this everywhere I go because I know they're my strengths. I know they're what I'm good at and I know I can amplify that and grow that skill set so much more. Now, there's also things I'm not good at. I'm not that organized. I do a lot of things off whim. Empathy is not one of my strong suits. There's a lot of strengths that even the strength finders test, there's 34 different ones and you know I listed my top five that I'm good at. So there's a lot that I'm also not that good at. So what do I do? I try to delegate those things. At work, you know, you can either delegate it, you can hire, you can bring in team members, you can ask for help. Um, you know, I partner my friends really well with things that I'm not good at. A lot of my friends are good at. That way we complement each other well and we can achieve great things together. So if you're not good at something, instead of spending all your time trying to figure out how to do that, double down on what you're good at and bring in other people to help kind of pick up the other pieces, to help kind of lift it up and then utilize it and do it as a team. You're also going to realize that when you're doing your, when you're maximizing your strengths and when you're spending more time doing things that you're good at, you're going to have a lot more fun doing it. You're going to have a lot more fun actually in that environment versus dwelling on everything that's negative and everything that you're not good at. You just focus all your attention on what you are good at. And yeah, you're going to gain more credibility. You're going to gain more respect. You're going to have more internal fulfillment. You're going to have more gratitude for your environment. And you're going to just perform better and enjoy life better. You're going to spend more time in joy than any other emotion if you're maximizing your strengths to their fullest potential. Now with the second point, maximizing the environment. Another interesting thing about crocodiles and alligators actually is they have this vicious bite. They come out of the water strong. They latch a hold of their prey. And a lot of people think that's what does it. That's what's able to kill their prey so they can eat. When in reality, that's not. See, they're still not fast enough most of the time to actually get what you'd call a death blow or be able to get the animal in a position that 
would kill them. So what they do is they do what's called a death roll, where they, after they lunge and grab on, they scoot back into the water and begin to roll. They do this because it holds the other animal underwater and allows them to basically suffocate the animal underwater because they know there's no other way that they're going to be able to get this animal. So what they do is they utilize the, the environment that they're in to create their end goal. Again, they have to eat to survive. Without eating, they're nothing. And again, there's nothing big enough that's going to fulfill them that's slow enough for them to chase down. So they have to do what they can to get their food. Part of that's maximizing their environment. There's a lot of people that are probably listening to this, and there's a lot of people in the world today that do nothing but complain about the environment that they're in instead of looking at it and saying, how can I utilize this? When thinking about your environment, I feel like a lot of people will even consider it's like, oh, is my environment good for me? Uh, I think that's something to consider, but sometimes you just really can't change the environment that you're in, very quickly at least. Uh, so it's like, while you're in that environment, you gotta look at it and say, what is what is good in this environment? What can I use? So you really you gotta take a um, look at everything that you're going through and say, what is the opportunity here over the obligation? And that's something we talked about two weeks ago. One of the things for me is using the people that we um, that we have around us as, and they're part of our environment, so why can't we use them? And one of the things, we, we use each other. Um, you used me to help you do the podcast, and I take that opportunity to, one, to learn more about the audio side of things, the um, just different ways to uh, grow in uh, different ways of video and media and just photography, every way possible. Whenever you need it, I'm there to help. Um, because one, it helps me to learn and grow. This is just one environment that I take advantage of. I also use church. I, I do media stuff there using camera, different, a whole bunch of different things there. I use it at work. I use it on the side and use it for friends just um, to help them out. Um, so I'm using all those opportunities to help me myself grow. And then ultimately, um, one day I'll do it for myself as my own business. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people that maybe listen to this or just have a negative connotation with that phrase, take advantage of, right? You're like, I never want to take advantage of anybody. No, like if you're building value for that other person or for that community you're in and you're getting the equal amount of value back, yeah, that's taking advantage of, but yeah, but that's, that's good. You know, you're giving mm-hmm. just as much value as you're taking away. And I think that's really important that when, make sure your strength is giving value, right? You should be putting in, value and then getting value back for yourself. And I think that's something you do really well, Isaac, is the different communities you're in. Yes, you're taking advantage of all these opportunities to learn and to grow and to have more experience, but you're also giving so much value to this podcast, to every other thing I want to create, um, you know, to the church, to work, you know, everything that you're doing, you're putting a lot of value into as well and creating a lot for other people. And yeah, you can maximize an environment in a supporting role, right? Right now, you're in a supporting role helping others achieve their dreams. And yes, you have a dream of your own. And all the meantime, you're building that dream while helping others as well. And I think that's one of the most powerful places you can be in and one of the most exciting places you can be in because you're learning so much and still being able to create at the same time. Yeah, giving value and then also getting value. I've learned a lot just from... um, different places like the church, like work, and just doing it on the side, learning for myself. Yeah, I mean, you're going to excel so much quicker towards your end goal if you quit waiting for the environment to give you something to grow in or for the environment to just change altogether 
so you can grow. No, you have to find out how to grow wherever you're at. You know, you have to find out, as the crocodile does, you have to find out how to eat, right? You have to find out how to get what you want. That way you can get to the level that you want. I think there's too many people. See, the one thing about this is it eliminates a lot of excuses. You know, I think there's too many people that look at this in the work environment and they'll say, you know, I'll stay later when they give me the promotion. That person always stays late because he gets paid more. Well, maybe you would get the promotion or maybe you would get paid more if you stayed late when there's an important project. You know, not saying you have to work a ton of hours or you have to work your whole life away, but maybe there's a big project going on and, you know, the company asks you to put an extra two hours in, you know, would you step up and do it? Because I guarantee you the person that's going to step up and do it, the company's going to honor that person for that. You know, too many people wait until they have the title. This also brings up eliminating excuses in your personal life as well. Like, I know a lot of people that will look at marriage and be like, well, I'll try harder when she tries harder, or I'll try harder when he tries harder. And no, why don't you just try harder? Why don't you maximize the marriage? And maybe they'll step up too. Yes, marriage takes 100% from both sides, but if you're not willing to give the 100%, how can you expect them to give the 100%? See, too many people want success to just be granted to them. And success isn't ever granted. It is always earned. And sometimes earning it takes longer than expected, but you earn it through maximizing what you are given, not by getting more and then utilizing it. You never get more until you know how to use what you have. And especially if you go into the mindset, like Isaac goes into the mindset, if when you walk in those communities and you say, hey, how can I provide value? That's still going to grow me. I'm not going to be used and I'm not going to use others. We're going to use each other. So what is going to grow me and how can I provide value? When you walk into every environment like that, that's how you can truly maximize the environment. That's how you harness the heart of the crocodile, the mind of the crocodile, and the ability to utilize what you have into getting what you want in the long term. See, success is a long, it's a long game. It's not a short game or else, honestly, everybody would be successful. <laughs> The, purpose, the reason why last week we talked about being relentless and being consistent is because it is a long game, but every step of the way comes a new challenge and a new environment to maximize. You don't get to go to the next one until you maximize the one you're at. Then you go to that one, maximize that one. Then you go to the next level, maximize that one, and it keeps going from there. So just as I said earlier, be like the crocodile. Even when the challenge seems harder than you think even when it seems like it can outrun you all day long, figure out a way to still get it done. Don't just wait for an easier challenge to come by. Take advantage and maximize the environment you're in and take the challenge head on, just like they look at eating a zebra or eating a gazelle. They take that challenge head on, maximize their environment, and still get it done. Now, next week, we're going to talk about the turtle as we wrap up. What does it mean to be cold-blooded? Great things, and yet, you Thank know, there's still more. Thank you so much for joining us. Then you've come to the right episode. place. We hope we're here to offer practical tools and tangible strategies to change your mindset. And challenge you to produce a life beyond the norm. You, I'm Nate. Sure I'm Laura. Welcome to the Instagram Transcendence Podcast. Let us know what's happening you. Speaking of Instagram, we would love to connect with you and make sure that you're one of the first to know of our new episodes and exciting updates. You can follow me at It's Laura Stevens. And I'm at the period Nate Stevens. If you found value in this podcast, remember to leave us a rating or review. This will allow others to see what they can benefit from this podcast as well. Join us next week as we continue to live a life beyond the norm.